and welcome to episode 17 of the Insiders on Real Estate and Marketing. I'm Sandy Hibbard, your host, and this is my co-host, Mark Miller. How you doing? I'm good. Good, good. How's it going? Great. Happy Friday. Thank you very much. It is a happy Friday. We have a wonderful guest with us today, Mr. Mark Wolf, who's broker owner of Remax DFW, a legend in our own town, and he's here with us today to talk about, I'm not sure what Mark's got on the schedule, but probably everything to do with running a brokerage and hiring agents and keeping them intact. So uh, let's get this thing rolling. Cool. Cool. You've been busy? I've been very busy. Yeah, we had a great month. In fact, we had a record month for last month. So I keep hearing lower inventory, and I don't dispel that, but... People we, keep selling. They keep selling. And then our average income per order is substantially rising as well, because Mark and I were talking earlier, just the transactional prices of everything going up. Uh, it's kind of crazy. You normally have to try to market toward that, and in this environment, you just sit back and wait for them to go to contract. <laughs> and it's 40% more than less price. I know. <laughs> so it's good. Everything's good. I mean, good. but some yeah. people are being priced out of their own neighborhoods. They are. Yeah, yeah, it's it's still a very uh, tenuous. It's going to be interesting to see what it is. There's going to be some things that are going to happen that I think will be interesting. So, yeah. Anyhow, all that being said, uh, I am delighted to have Mark Wolf join us Yay. today, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll just give you a few highlights because there's many in his career. Uh, he's Indeed. been Mark's, He's been doing this for for 47 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like me, he came out of college as a pup, and yeah. uh, that's right at about 22 and started going so that puts him somewhere around the 70 mark but he's a little short of that i think <laughs> uh and he, you know where we're supposed to be talking about retirement he's just tearing oh, it up out no, there he, just he's a force yeah i have to i have to say that whenever i was working for one of his competitors back a number of years ago yes they were always on our tail. Yeah. We were all, I mean, you know, every Monday morning, it was like, we've got to beat Remax DFW, <laughs> the numbers, the numbers, the numbers. And Remax was always just right there. You know, we were trying to, to reach that height. Yeah. And, and this is the man. Well, this is the man. Mark launched his company in 1983, and, uh, and since then has grown into, a, well, he's done two things. He helped the town of Capel grow. Uh, with his activity involvement put in that. Put it on the map. Put yeah. it on the map uh, and was involved politically as well in city council. He was mayor twice. Correct, oh, that's right. I uh, forgot about that. Uh, today, Remax DFW uh, makes up uh, five offices in uh, Coppell, uh, Dallas, Flower Mound, Frisco, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and Little Bend, correct? Mark? Correct. Okay. Uh, and then, obviously, it's part of the large organization of Remax LLC. Mark, particularly, in his organization, uh, is the 10th largest in the U.S. under the Remax okay. brand and 19th largest internationally. Correct. So, oh, wow. and then Remax, as the franchisor, is now the largest real estate brand worldwide, 115 countries that they're in. So, uh, again, delighted to have you here. Uh, I mean, right off, right off the bat, Mark, I, I got a. Re- I remember I was thinking of driving over here of a book uh, long long ago that was written by Craig Hall. Uh, and it was called. It was entitled "News of My Death Has Been Greatly Exaggerated." <laughs> and, not, and not to you, but I do want to go to the Remax brand, and I, I want to spend a little bit of uh, a few minutes on that, discussing Remax and where it has come from, where it, more recently, and then how you feel about the brand itself. Because I still think 
it's a great brand, as obviously you do. You're deeply invested in it. Sure, sure. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me, by the way, too. I You're really welcome. appreciate that. The longtime friends here. You know, uh, when when I opened up my Remax office back in 1993, I interviewed all 17 different brands and franchises that were out there at the time, trying to make the right decision. At that time, Remax only had 2,000 agents uh, nationwide. Uh, but I knew that it had a great future, and I knew that uh, uh, that future was because it would bring in top producing agents, and certainly that has been the case today. Today we're in 115 countries, 140,000 agents, but there was a time uh, three years, four years, five years ago when, when Remax had somewhat lost its gusto, if you will. We'd gone from uh, private to public. There was some internal battles and all of that. There were a lot of things that were happening. All of our, all of the brokers had to put on a happy face and go go to their offices and what have you. But, but you know, when you, when you go through that change, there is that downtime and then there's the uptime. And boy, are we in the uptime now? Things have so dramatically changed over the last two years. I absolutely love our people at LLC, our corporate in, in Denver, all that they're doing. They're so personable. Uh, they're younger. I mean, I, the average age in, 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 in LLC is probably about 37, 38. Um, and they're, uh, they're creative, they're aggressive, they're bold as to what they're doing. We've never stopped growing in, in Europe, Asia, all, all around the world. We did for a period stop growing in, in, in the United States. But that has changed over the last year, and the growth is, is really quite spectacular again. So. You know, the, the second part of that is uh, for years back that I can remember is sort of like when you know, speak with a, somebody who was thinking about changing. Uh, and they would kind of get in their mind, well, I'm, I'm in this environment here. It's, it's a team related. It's a different, it's a culture that caring people, blah, blah, blah. And then you get over to the, if you went to Remax, you sort of walk in, you're in your space, you did your thing. Uh, and, and, and because a lot of reason is because those people in that space were very successful. Mm -hmm. So, but I think you feel like that culture has changed a little bit in terms of what you're more of a family right. type environment within your organization. The, the culture has, has dramatically changed. In 83 when I joined, it was exactly that. You walked in, you went into your space, everybody did, the, did their work, uh, they were great producers, and they went home. Uh, over time, Remax has, has and, and you know, when Remax came on the scene, it was very different than every other real estate company. Over time, real estate companies, by and large, there's a lot of similarity between them. So it does become, uh, what is the culture of that company and what are you trying to achieve? And for us, uh, we still are strong believers of all agents that are in office. We're, st we're strong believers of a culture, of a family atmosphere. Uh, you know, the, the number of socials that we do, the different things that we try to do, we've got planned the rest of the year now that we've come out of COVID. It, it's bringing people together because selling real estate is only one facet of your life. I mean, you've got to enjoy what you do and you, and you need to enjoy the people that are around you. And also you can get support and help from fellow agents when you know them. Right. A lot of these brands that we have out there now, you don't even know who the agents are in your massive company. Uh, they're just names on, on a roster. For us, it's, very, it's a very personal situation here. Kay and I are 24-7 with our company. Our managers are 24-7 as well. We were out there for them. So is it an environment for only the top producer to come in, or is the um, perhaps agent that's been a year, two years, or three years in is looking to elevate their game? Is there an opportunity for them to come in and grow inside of your system? That's a, that's a good question. 
for our company, I can only really speak for our company, I don't really look at the or, or care to have that prima donna at the top who thinks they're God's gift to real estate, <laughs> nor do I want need the bottom tier agent. I want that middle <clears throat> agent that is very comfortable doing two and a half million to 20 or, or more million. There I mean, go. we've got agents do way more than 20 million. But, but, the, but the cream of the crop for us in recruiting is that agent that's only been in the business for a year or two years. They're not getting that support because they're in an office of 400 agents. They don't even know who their broker is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and they need that support and help. <clears throat> but they've, they've been through enough. They know they know what they're doing is not right. So let's come in and be trained the right way, and just they just take off and, and excel. Got it. So. I have so seen that in my history of real estate marketing the clients that I've had. I've had some long-term Remax clients. Mm -hmm. I've had clients that are new, that are top producers, and I've seen the different kinds of agents that are out there. You've got the ultra entrepreneur sure. who, who needs to be at one of those other kind of companies where they can come and go and they have the 100% and they do everything on their own because they have the savvy and the chutzpah to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But the majority of agents that I've worked with aren't like that. They need a family. Okay. They, they need a, a handbook, if mm -hmm. you will, <laughs> and they need uh, the, the kind of training that teaches them from A to Z. And I I've, I've seen it all in this city, and the ones that I see that have been super successful from an early uh, just starting growth to becoming a top producer are the ones who can do that in a very rich family type atmosphere that they've got very training, so. they've got that camaraderie, so. I think is mm -hmm. really important. Not everybody's able to just do no. the independent thing. And I want to come back to it. I mean, we have, ages, we have three groups in our company that are all 50 million plus producers. Oh, sure, sure. But they're still part, of, they want to be in a family type environment, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, they, and, and, and by the same token, if they've got a need, I had my very top agent today call me on an issue, uh, and I responded right back, it was just a text, but they wouldn't get that somewhere else. Right, you know? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's beautiful, actually. <laughs> the, uh, so the, your network that you have currently is kind of a combination of some efforts you've sort of you I wouldn't consolidation is not the word I want to use but you've put put some office concept together and then you've taken advantage of an opportunity as well talk a little bit about where you've gone well, what in we, the last 24 months perhaps well exactly we 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 have purposely uh, scaled the number of offices kept the same number of agents we merged our Coppell and our Las Cleanest into one it's an 80 agent office now. We merged Frisco and Plano into one, and it is a 110 agent office now. And I've had opportunities all the time to buy another office. I mean, either in the Remax system or outside of the Remax system, brokers will say, you know, if you'll just take over my office or whatever case it because, you know, these 10, 15, 20 agent offices, they, they just can't, it's very hard to survive. Mm -hmm. And so, and I, I commented earlier when we were talking. I had I had a call last night, 10 o'clock, to you know, would you be interested? And we talked again this morning. I, I was not, I'm not interested, but I w would like to help them w resolve their issue. But by the same token, we had just a perfect scenario situation. We were merging our Frisco and Plano offices. That uh, Don Dahlberg, longtime Remax broker in the city decided he wanted to sell his Frisco office. That is the one office that I, that I, I mean, it has just got phenomenal agents in it. You know, there only, were 19, small, but that 19 added to my Frisco and Plano to bring it to 110 agents. 
couldn't be happier. Mm -hmm. The agent makeup in that office. Could, so you're able be to happier. roll them into an existing culture, an existing exactly. Yeah. And and they were a very similar culture to us in some respect, but that that office now will do over 600 million in volume this well, year. You know, so it's a lot, a lot of business in that one office. That's great. That's great. So so strategically, uh, you, you're focused on the Metroplex, obviously, uh, and you would be opportunistic uh, in your possible expansion. It's not a necessarily your strategy, but I think you're going to get continue to get those calls we that do. side. And so you're going to be more opportunistic. Than, and I don't think there's a grand plan that you have to have. I do the same thing my side of the business. I don't think you have to have a branch on every corner mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. But I do like the fact that you've got, and it kind of goes back to the cultural side, that you've mm -hmm. got locations where people can actually come to work. So it has to be now kind of as we're getting over the COVID scenario, I would assume people are enjoying coming back into the <laughs> office again. Is that is that happening? In our five offices, I would say we have three where everybody's enjoying coming back and they're all <laughs> back in the office. I have two where still say, okay, guys, come on back in. You know, <laughs> the doors are open. Maybe they got a little too comfortable at home. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Right. But, but, you know, but having said that, our offices are in strategic locations, addresses that they just want. Uh, I had a call this morning sure. from a REMAX agent that's clear on the other side, in Ellis County, that says I'm, I'm interested in, in uh, joining your office. So, you know, uh, we have agents that live down in Ellis, uh, Johnson, uh, all over. They can be dispersed anywhere. We do. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's important to have those localized offices so that you've got representation of... Uh, Local market experts. Local market yeah. experts. You know, Frisco's different from Weatherford. Um, Collin County's different from up exactly. in Waxahachie in that area exactly. of Dallas. So to be able to meet the needs of the people <laughs> and to really pull out the expertise of your local agents, I think that those strategically placed offices is a really good idea. Yeah, very much so. What, uh, so kind of on the operating side of your business, mm -hmm. what, what, are, what are some of the challenges that you have of owning a brokerage uh, company and then sort of with that kind of parlay that into sort of what is your what do you see yourself as a daily task okay. for you as the broker owner of the firm what do you what do you kind of task yourself with each a day? day in the life of a day in the life of mark <laughs> well when, when we brokers get together there's that one common joke um did all your agents show up this morning or do they all walk out somewhere because we're we're based on independent contractors right. that, that are free to do what they want to do exactly. so you, you know you always have that you know i my my whole career, I, I didn't open up a Remax office to be profitable. I, I, my ancillary services make make it profitable, but I opened up an office for to to be a servant, basically to help and assist agents. That that that, that was my dream from the very beginning, and we have maintained that spirit and that attitude in the company that we are there to to serve our mm -hmm. agents, bring the best yeah. tools and resources but bring that culture that uh, they, they enjoy being with their fellow agents and they like their manager and they love their support staff and that, that type of thing. Uh, you know, agents are free to go anywhere. Yeah. There's 1,700 real estate offices in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, but I, I'm glad that we have agents that have been with us for years and years and years. This is, we are family, this is home, so. What do you, uh, and so on a daily basis, uh, what do you enjoy doing the most in, in terms of this real estate space? I love business development. I love recruiting uh, and watching people grow in their respective positions. Mine are, probably is more watching people grow, okay. in all fairness. Uh, we have uh, 
uh, up till really the last couple of years, we've never really had to worry about recruiting that much. Of mm -hmm. course, the world is changing so so drastically in, in that regard. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoy uh, assisting, helping. <clears throat> agents still, my, although we have managers, agents still give me a call. Uh, I. Uh, I was on vacation last week before last. I thought, will you stop calling me? I want to be able to. We, we had booked to go into a plantation in Charleston, South Carolina. I sat outside the whole time ha assisting agents with their needs right. rather than be able to. But, you know, I chose that profession. I chose that. That's the broker model I wanted to be. Right. And so I, I Even our business, I always tell people, I mean, let's say, how, do, you, do you answer calls after 5 o'clock or are you available on weekends? I'm like, well, of course we are. We're in the we're in the yeah. business. That's what we do. Me too. You have to make that choice. My clients uh, know that they can get me 24/7. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about um, the other brands that have sort of come into the marketplace, specifically to Compass. Let's talk a little bit about Fathom. Just some of the different models, if you will, and and as you've seen these things rise and. Obviously, Compass came in and hit and some, some brokerage companies pretty heavy. Mm -hmm. We know why. Mm -hmm. uh, but as you sort of see these models rise up, uh, uh, how do you look at that on a competitive landscape? And what are your thoughts about that? You know, we have so developed our own culture situation that <laughs> we've, ne we've never really been affected by the competition that, that came in. Uh, when Compass first came in, uh, we lost uh, two or three agents, and I lo lost another agent this last year. And, you know, if you want to go, and I'm just be candid here, but if you want to go because you're being bought, uh, and that's important to you, then I guess more power to you. Uh, the problem with is we have interviewed so many agents, uh, a number of agents, that uh, they can't get out of the contract they're in until they, they, they finish that cycle for five years or six years. And so and they didn't realize that going in because it's very fine print in the contract. Uh, but but it's, a, it's, a, it's a good model. It, it, I, I, I don't understand. Compass is the one I don't understand. They never care to make a profit. They're always going to lose money. Uh, so at some point, it's going to be sold, uh, and, and all the rules will change at that time. But uh, but it's it, it's very different in our industry to to buy every agent that you that you got. I have a very I have a good friend that I had lunch with a, uh, about about a month ago, and I, and he had gone to Compass, and I said my first we was, we went down to set the table for lunch. I said, okay, now how much do they pay you? You know that that was that's, that's immediately what you think right with yeah. with, 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 with that brand. Uh, Fathom is, is, a, is a good model. Fathom has some, some good people in it. Um, it. It's not the model that, that works for my agents because the type of production my agents do, they would pay more at Fathom than they would, would at Remax. Uh, but, it, but, if, but, but for those moderate agents that, that don't really care to socialize, don't really care to network, don't really care to be connected, and work at home in their pajamas. I'm being facetious here, but, right. oh, but that's, that's a problem thing. in our industry right now. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that, we, uh, that, that could be a great place to go. Yeah. I, I know they've got different training and different things like that, but it's just a far cry different than what I want as a company. Right, you know? right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that the agents don't come to the closing in their pajamas, but so we're in this environment um, now with we've got this obviously extreme low inventory. Uh, we've got still 
stable <clears throat> low interest rates. Um, and then we've also got this mechanism I keep talking about out there, the forbearance agreements. Yeah. And I think we're finally going to see some place where it's going to plant the flag saying it ends in, I think, August is what I'm hearing. I think it's right. mm -hmm. uh, when that happens, uh, then we're going to have a whole other <laughs> world that is going to emerge, uh, whether that's REO, short sale, whatever it's going to be. It was interesting, I had a conversation with a lender who services, <clears throat> and I didn't even think about this aspect of it, but they had had placed out almost several million dollars just to pay escrow in pounds for taxes and insurance on those forbearance agreements because right. the people weren't making their payments. Right. So you got a shortfall. So we're going to have some kind of storm out mm -hmm. here. What, what it, you and I have been in this a long time. We've seen a lot of different cycles. I consider this one to be fairly unique it, uh, in many respects. What, what yeah. are your thoughts about yeah, what I've you never, think? I've never seen anything like this in, in my 47 years of the, the market. You know, our inventory has been very low but it's not been that low in the sense homes have been coming on the market. It's just that uh, Netris, North Texas MLS, was up 26% last month in uh, homes sold. Our company was up 94%. I hadn't, we've never seen that increase, never. Uh, so but so you, you don't have that extra, extra inventory when you're having all the, that many more sales. Mm -hmm. So your, your sales just keep... You know, so, you know, my wife put a home on the market last night. She put it live at 9 o'clock after showing time closed so that she won't get any calls. <laughs> but it already pre prepared to meet with the seller Sunday afternoon to go through the mm -hmm. offers. Offers. Mm -hmm. that, that's a great life to go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, you know, but, but so we, we, we have that going on. The, but the, the issue of the forbearance, I, I, I don't, I just don't know yet. The whole... Our homes have gone up so much in value, if it's, if it's real value, they've gone up so much in value that we won't have what we had in 2008 through 10 or back in 1987, 88, where yeah. people have where bankruptcy and foreclosure and all that, short sales. Demand's too high. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, but we are going to have homes that will be going, be going on the market. So um, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, one, of the, uh, one of the things that does concern me when I see these uh, contracts and I, I talk to people and um, you've got, you know, obviously you've got the appraisal addendum, but I'm also hearing, uh, and I'm sure this is true, waiver of inspection. Yes. Ooh. I'm also hearing that because the normal course is the seller pays the home warranty, and because of the mad frenzy to contract and try to get the best offer, taking off the plate, the owner's title policy, all these things normally, that buyers are not opting to get the home warranty to that side. And, and I wonder how, an, how a, an agent would sit in that position, and I, I'm concerned about fiduciary mm -hmm. responsibilities because they should be advising, I know the seller's not going to pay for it, but for under $700, mm -hmm. you're going to get a home warranty coverage on that. Yeah. I just had a friend close on a property. He didn't get a home warranty. He's buying him a $10,000 mm -hmm. air conditioning unit right now while this heat's going on out there because he waived inspection. Mm -hmm. Side. So, how do you how do how do you kind of navigate through that side? To well, we, we certainly involve uh, certainly encourage inspections, even if you don't present any repairs. Right. Uh, I am uh, I am a strong believer for home warranty. Not that home warranties are be all everything they're supposed to be. Yeah. But it, with your errors and emissions. Uh, you get a we we are getting ready to sign on to a new 
uh, E&O company, July 1st. We've been with Hartford for years. They're leaving Texas on, on, on E&O. So we get, the deductible for, for our company for 5000 will, will drop to zero if you've done the four items, one of which is have a home warranty. Ah, okay. That in our previous, with Hartford, if you had a waiver of the home warranty, that would count. No more. You will have, they're trying to force you to, to do the home warranty. Right. So, but I want to take a step further, too, if you don't, if you don't mind. Absolutely, please. Um, the, of all the things that's going on in our industry right now, the thing that is scaring me the most is what's going on with the builders. Uh, Certainly, they don't have the inventory. Uh, it's a lottery-type system. There's mm -hmm. four or five hundred families on a wait list to, to get a home. All that type of thing. Uh, but they and they've been dropping commission. That that cyclical that that happens. But there is a new clause. That a lot of the builders that have been putting into in the DFW market have been putting into their sales contracts called termination for convenience. That they can terminate that contract all the way up to closing and keep all the money that the buyer has put into the home, put it back on the market, and sell it again for $100,000 more. What? We have our first suit that we have going on. Another broker, our REMAX broker in Grand Prairie, they, they just had one this week as well. There was a big article in Yahoo last week regarding a builder in, in North Fort Worth, the same thing. And, and it's, it just has slipped up on every, all of us. Talk to the Home uh, Builders Association. Well, yes, this 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 is a clause that's 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 there now. You know, it's the the really good builders like David Weekly, let's say, they're not going to have that. But a lot of these builders out there, the agents are just scrambling. Uh, buyers are scrambling to buy homes. I, and the problem is, everything is done by DocuSign or some other method now. You're not reading the, the contract. <coughs> I was going to say, buyer you're, you're beware. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and attention to detail, I think, has never been more critical exactly. uh, in this transactional processes that we're in. Exactly. You get so focused on the race to contract acceptance mm -hmm. that you got don't necessarily take the time to make sure you've got a well-constructed contract mm -hmm. or interpreting, as the case may be. Exactly. Mm -hmm. See, wait a minute, what's this clause in here? Mm -hmm. It just sounds so consumer Dangerous. It's uh, real shady. You'd think that Sounds shady to me. Must be a legislative, it's, it's a, but you know, I mean, you'd think that someone you would enter, keep the money. I mean, yeah, I, and keep, keep it plainly says and keep your money. Yeah, yeah it plainly says in, in that clause. Yeah, yeah. Mm. crazy. So. so much the reason why you need a good realtor. Absolutely, you know, with you in these situations. Yeah. Um, th there's so much new. And the realtor needs to be educated on this issue. You know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Somebody right. needs to alert Steve Brown about mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to yeah, mm -hmm. have him look into that's that. That's almost terrifying. Mm -hmm. that I is, mean, I know yeah. it's enough that uh, I've got two friends that are building mm -hmm. from the point of where they contracted mm -hmm. to where they are now are anywhere between sixty and 80000 more. Mm -hmm. But that's just the way the contract's written on that side because of the cost of lumber, et cetera. They're yeah, not absorbing that. that maybe? The I don't know. That, but that, is, that sounds more opportunistic. It is. It is. And it is. And we have our, our one of our company attorneys is coming to speak to us uh, in a Zoom to all of our agents uh, here in about two weeks. He's going to be addressing some of these new things that are in, in, in the contracts. Uh, he said you can't, his words were, you can't go against that termination for convenience because they signed off on it. They initialed it. Yes. But there's other things that you can go after to, to bring the builder to the table. So we'll see. Wow. That's going to have to be a litigated decision mm -hmm. somewhere yeah. down the road to, yeah. to stop That's... that. How are we doing on time? I think we're getting getting close. Uh, talk a little bit uh, because everyone alludes to technology in one form or fashion mm -hmm. out there, either as a part of a recruiting tool or 
this general application. What is, have you got anything in that lane with Remax on their technology side? Yeah, and that's one of the things that, I, that I, when, when I'm talking about three, four, five years, years ago, some of the time that we went through sort of a downtime, if you will, uh, but they have really come through on, on so much technology now. Uh, the Bouge platform, which was did not have a good rollout, is now doing quite well, uh, doing very well. We have never in our company, uh, we have all the Remax tools and resources that, that, that you know that, that you could think of, really. Uh, but we have we have never depended on our franchise for some things. So we've had our own company website with the CRM, search engine, all that type of thing. Okay. We've had it for years. Uh, we are just changing over to a new uh, marketing materials for agents that our mortgage guys are paying for that's free to the agents to use for graphics, open houses, you, 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 you name it. it. It's there for them. So um, so we, we try to do the best of our brand, Remax, and then the best of what's out there in the marketplace too. You still strongly believe that the consumer's point of entry is... It's through the internet to the website. I mean, does that say those same standards apply yes. today? Yes. On how they're how they're even finding? more so. Okay. Even more so. Okay. And how are you guys providing leads for your agents for from the internet, or are you? We do. We do. We we are uh, one of the brokers in Dallas that's 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 members of OpCityRealtor.com that that, that, sends, that sends the leads over. That's through their method, if you will, of how yeah. of agents who have signed up for it. Uh, there are the Remax leads that come in. Mm -hmm. Our own Delta Media, our company website lead, leads that come in. Mm -hmm. uh, that and those are all Delta Media goes to the listing agent. The Remax leads go through an algorithm method uh, mm -hmm. to, to the agents. Mm -hmm. So, but we have built a company that the leads are there. The leads are just bread and butter. If they come, that's great. But that's not your business. Mm -hmm. Your business is get out there and develop your business yeah. for the future because yeah. once that lead is sold or closed you know there's nothing future there right you know you've got to build your own uh, destiny work your fear and um, uh, farm your territory have your drop uh, drip yeah. campaign just the, keeping the, up with the, your past the, clients yeah. is a big thing you yeah. know so yeah the fundamentals of but that for new agents that have that are starting on ground zero. It's uh, it's very challenging. It's to, almost impossible. To get, I will just tell you it's, to get a pipeline going. Uh, Netris North Texas MLS now has fifty thousand six hundred agents. I know. We only need twenty five thousand. Yep. We're so overpopulated, mm -hmm. and a good third of those fifty thousand six hundred are brand new agents. Mm -hmm. They just came out of got lost their job or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. They don't have a clue. They're in most part in companies that don't. That's not going to be there to make them successful. The turnover rate is going to be huge. It's but you can do it. One of the huge things right now is open houses. Mm -hmm. The most simple of all real estate. Yeah. Open house. You have 60 different groups come through. Mm -hmm. Those are leads that are better than anything mm -hmm. you'll see anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? But I think that these young brand new agents would do well. At your company. Well, they would do well. They would but do that's well. That's not necessarily if, your model. Though. Yeah, it's not necessarily yeah. your model. You're right. going after the one to two year agents, but right. these brand new babies with the programs and the environment and the culture that you have that nurtures some of those new they agents. That's what they well. need. We're in a we're in a culture today, in all fairness, of uh, I love our millennials. They're wonderful. It's the largest group ever in American society. 
but it's all it's it's a what are you going to do for me rather than what am I going to do for myself? You know, yeah. John yeah. F. Kennedy's famous words will just not apply yeah. with our millennial population. Yeah. You know, you mean so. I don't get a Remax credit card? <laughs> <laughs> You're not giving me one. That's mom and dad gave me one. Yeah. Well, no, I think it, it, the other challenge to that challenge. too is when you with this population that we've gotten out here of the inexperienced. They've just come through, got their license, now they're out there, and they trip into a deal. Yeah. The most frustrating part of a transaction is dealing with that new agent, oh, yeah. with a seasoned agent, uh -huh. just trying to make it through with responding properly to key dates, uh, addendums, and things of that nature. It's just yeah. maddening. It, it, it that's like they have no idea what they're doing. They have no, no. idea. So yeah. it's and almost it's, like the experienced agent has to pick up the slack for the inexperienced representing the other party. I mean, it gets... It's ridiculous, it's actually. It's crazy. And, 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 and you see it all. all. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 ha and a third of the transactions, yeah. they're having to pick up And they just side. keep cranking them out of the real estate <laughs> school. Thinking, what are they reading are that we're not reading? <laughs> well, there, there are things that we can do with them and things that brokers need to do with these new people mm -hmm. that are wanting to start a life in real estate. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but it's... Uh, it's complicated with, it with social media now, yeah. with online you know. advertising and everybody going that direction mm -hmm. and having no money to do farming. Mm -hmm. it's, it's super, super challenging, but, um, but I would think that they would do well in, a, in an area where they can actually get that support if they've got the drive to really grow a business. If they've got the drive, they've got the drive to if grow a business. Drive. Yeah. And that's going to be a very small percentage it is. on the whole. It really is. It's probably yeah. still going to be the old 20% rule. Yeah. I bet. Uh, it's not even 20% rule anymore. Yeah. It, really, it really is not. I <laughs> yeah. mean, it really isn't. Yeah. No. Mm. Well, guys, let's wrap up. This is uh, so much good information. Yeah, great dialogue. Um, I always like to ask what your three takeaways are, what you would like to just drive home for our viewers and for our marketing purposes. So, okay. Mark, what, what are your three takeaways that you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Well, I, I think the, the first is uh, uh, Remax is going strong. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal future. Um, I've never been sorry for my, the decision I made back in 1983. <laughs> um, Dallas is blessed, number two. Uh, we, Dallas is blessed with some of the very best real estate companies in America. Uh, you, you just name some of the brands and it, they're just good people. Yeah, yeah. And so there's different models for different <clears throat> folks that, that, that work. And mm -hmm. so find the model um, that, that works for you. And I, I lament the fact, I guess third would be that um, our industry is changing. Where you, where you buy agents or, or, or you just put 400 into an office and hope that 20 of them make. Uh, that's not the industry that I came into. And I, 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 I'm sad that, that we're, at, we're at that point in our industry. Hopefully, when the market changes, things settle down, we lose a large number of agents, maybe we can get back to some reality yeah. in yeah. the marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Thank Good. you, Mark. It's mm -hmm. been great to have Thank you. Thank you. Mark, what do you think? Uh, well, I, I, my first thought is the proven brand, and I think Remax is a proven brand. I think the second piece of that is I've always put a great – uh, level of importance on the broker support from the transactional yep. side yep, yeah. and uh, there's so many things that happen uh, where they need and the reason Mark gets the calls or the same reasons that my people would come to me we've been doing this a long time mm -hmm. we've got the experience we probably know if we don't know the immediate solution we probably have some good instinct mm -hmm. to that side so I think a strong broker in an organization is paramount in my belief to the side um, secondly, I'd say don't underestimate the value 
of being in that office with your associates, the interaction that can happen there, just the overall culture that's created to that side, I think yeah. that's powerful. Yeah. And I think that's a supportive and it's motivating, particularly if you've got people that are the lesser producers interacting with the high producers. Absolutely. And absorbing Agree and, with and that. learning from that. Because I've exactly. never seen a high producer that's not willing within that environment to spend some time to share with them and maybe coach them a little bit mm -hmm, and that type mm -hmm. of thing. So, And then I think the last thing, which is paramount of what I think Mark did in his career, is to invest in your community. Uh, if you live in that community and get engaged in that community, maybe you don't choose the political side of it, but choose something to be a part of that community, its growth, its culture, its understanding, nonprofit, drive within your community and all that, but but don't just sell real estate, get engaged in your community, and I think the outcome from that will create the transactional mm -hmm. side as well because you'll build relationships mm -hmm. as a result of That's it. That's good. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, I think from a marketing standpoint, uh, the first thing I'd like to drive home is new agents follow the handbook. Um, you know, when you start at a new brokerage, these people care about you, people like Mark, they want to see you be successful. They want to see you grow a business, but they can't do it for you. So take the training, take the knowledge, take that handbook, and follow it to the T. And I guarantee you, you'll have success. Mm -hmm. If you do what the leadership is telling you to do, um, you know, making those calls, knocking those doors, nobody wants to do that stuff. <laughs> but the ones who do, are usually the ones that come out, right? Sure, exactly. Uh, second thing is utilize the tools. So if you're at a brokerage, I've, I can't tell you how many agent clients I've had that they have these amazing dashboards available from their broker and they never touch it. Now, that's good for me, right? Right. You know, give me your login. I'll take care of your marketing from that. That's okay. So you can call me about that. But people use the tools that are available. I mean, almost every broker that I've worked with in the Metroplex, uh, the big inter international and national brokers, they have that dashboard. Mm -hmm. They're all the same. Mm -hmm. They have the ability exactly. to spit out the graphics, to spit out the social media, to do all those things that you need to do. So if you're a new agent, if you're a one to two year agent, if you're struggling right now because market's crazy, utilize the tools. Don't sit back and do nothing. And then the last thing is uh, to build that plan. Uh, whether you're with Mark or whether you're with Century 21 or whether you're with Keller Williams, uh, the business is not going to accidentally come to you. You have to go out and make that business happen. You have to look for it and you have to bring it home and that requires a marketing plan. So all these things, all this, this stuff that we're talking about uh, with real estate, we wouldn't have these sales. We wouldn't have the title policies. We wouldn't have the brokerages mm -hmm. if people weren't selling houses. And I agree. Today, it's more different than any other time I've seen in my life mm -hmm. as to how you get that lead, how you get that sale. But it still requires you to get out and <laughs> shake hands mm -hmm. and uh, be the people person and network. You, you can't leave that out. Don't throw that baby out with the yep. bathwater yep. for sure. Yep. So. Anyway, that's my three takeaways. Awesome. This has been a great show. Guys, if you've missed any of our episodes, you can go to theinsiderspodcast.com and see all of them there. We hope that you have a super summer. We'll see you next month. Ciao, everybody. Ciao. Yeah.